I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, Senior Editor at Billboard, and with me today I have Taj Rani from BT. Say hi. Hi. Hi guys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and I have B dot to the left of me. Yes. Um, I think we. Well, I know what you guys do, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about you do what you do, especially you B dot because you are. Well, I'm the content time. director, first time appearance, long time <laughs> listener. <laughs> uh, content director, rap radar. I'm the guy that puts the stuff up on the website. And so you approve uh, or disapprove everything? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, okay. you know, I got two bosses, Elliot. Wilson and Paul Rosenberg. Right. But, you know, you got to respect the checks and balances. Oh, okay. And Taj? That was such a, like, hip-hop I answer. Know, right? <laughs> 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 Fucking rappers. <laughs> um, I'm the associate editor at BET.com and the host of our twice-a-week web series, The Warm-Up. Yes. So I wanted to bring you guys in uh, to kind of go over what happened this week, R&B and hip-hop. So I guess we could start from the beginning of the week when, I believe it's like Sunday, when there was an alleged track list for Beyonce's self-titled re-release. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little crazy. There was like a lot of like basic titles, I kind of have to say. They were pretty basic titles. So it was like fashion and like illusion. Um, you didn't want to believe that those were the titles. But then I think it kind of pushed them to put out the announcement that it was actually a four disc re-release. It actually was happening, but it was only two new songs and a few remixes. So I still don't believe that, but what don't you believe the new songs? No, I think that people are like, you know, the track list was fake. There isn't going to be some secret re-release, but it's like what fan or Stan knew that there was actually going to be like a platinum box set re-release after the fact like nobody made anything official until monday after this alleged right the track, track list, list and stuff and then the link went leaked. on amazon so you guys can continue to try to trip me up to make me think that there isn't some extra surprise happening but i am going to be near my computer at like midnight every night for the next couple of weeks because i do think that there's just like a little something extra i don't think it's something as basic and as simple as here's all the stuff that you've seen and already new plus songs. songs no please what would you what would you say it would be I think that that second track list, the made-up Beyonce Volume 2 thing, I think that there is something a little extra happening. What it is, I'm not sure yet, but I I just don't. I'm not listening to any of these statements being made because it's like Beyonce's team doesn't talk. So all of a sudden you're you're speaking. Are you trying to throw us off? Well, Parkwood, um, I think we talked to Parkwood yesterday, and they said that, well, of course they said it was like a fan-made track list, and it kind of pushed them to pretty much just announce it, might as well. But that's what I'm saying. How did your fan know right. before it was you a made very, any... It was a very detailed track list considering like the logos. But 
everything seemed on point except for that date mistake that you caught. Right. The date so. was a little fucked up. Um, what did you think? I yeah. mean, the fans are relentless. You know, Beyonce at this point could put out a demo and re-release it and people are going to eat it up because it's Beyonce. So, I mean, I don't think she's taking a year off. I think she just put out the album last year. You know, what's the rush? She's raising blue, touring the world with Jay. <laughs> so you don't think that the alleged track list that Taj thinks a little bit of will yeah. come out? You don't think that's happening? Nah, that's not. I think she's just putting out the re-release for the holiday season. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up. Get your cranberry sauce, your eggnog, <laughs> and your Beyonce re-release. You know, with your four <laughs> new songs. I don't know. I just think that after Neo opened his mouth last year before The Secret came out and was like, I've been in the studio with Beyonce and we've been working on all these things. Well, no, yeah. I felt like there's some truth to it. She had been rumored to have worked with Rihanna. We do know that Justin Timberlake contributed a lot to the last album. So right. I'm just saying, I think that there's some truth to these DVD lies. Something somewhere. And like they said, the fan did some serious research and went and found these song titles like registered. Yeah, they were registered, right. Fan, quote unquote. No, I think that... um. Yeah, I think I said something about how Cherry is not like a, it's not too far-fetched to have a Rihanna remix of Blow. The song is included in the- The box that comes with a lot of stuff, man. It's kind of like Beyonce's (laughs) phone number and some stickers and temporary tattoos. But there's like a lot of, I was talking about this with my coworker Jason earlier, like the fake leak track list, because I don't know if you guys saw that there was like a fake leak track list of Kanye's album, Mm. supposedly titled Paris. Um, So his rep said that it was like bogus, but- it's just crazy to me how fans are going in. If these are fan-made. Right. The fact that you're going in and including all this and Taj is already giving me the eye. What? What, Taj? I don't believe the jig. You don't think that it's, what, fan-made? You don't think that they, they're real and they're not? Necessarily? I don't believe... Anytime someone's like, no, like, of course, it's totally bogus. I just don't really... I don't believe that kind of stuff anymore. Especially with these high-profile artists. Like, you're trying to be so personal and so private and stuff. I don't know. I just, I'm waiting. Like I said, I'm going to be, like, near my computer for the next couple of weeks at midnight waiting to see if she really is doing <laughs> something waiting, secret. <laughs> you, I, you ain't going to get nothing. You ain't getting nothing, man. Oh, she, I'm so I, glad I'm sitting in the middle of you, too. Okay. After last year? Come on. She's taking a year off. She should have taken a year off last year, but she didn't when she went on. She was working. You guys are spoiled. That's the problem. <laughs> you mean Beyonce fans? Yeah, right. man, okay. I want all of it. I think loyal fans are spoiled. Like, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. Kanye West fans are taking this and, like, running with it. Like, yeah. and also the same with Beyonce. That track list for Kanye is not far-fetched. There's, like, Bonnie Vare. There's Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. all people that he has the collaborated. The usual suspects. Right. Lana Del Rey. They haven't worked together, but clearly, like, there's a connection there. So, whoever is... Do you guys ever think that maybe it's just inside putting out these track lists? Yes. And, like... But I don't see what's the point of, like, other than creating buzz. Pretty much it. Nah. But I do think that some of this stuff exists. I think it's just fans, man. Because it's like, at this point, Beyonce or any high-profile A-lister, what's, bu- you know, what's buzz? I am the buzz. You know what I mean? I'm the hive. So anything I do, people are going to gravitate to regardless. But I think that if they want to keep something private, they can. Like, she was able to hold that album. What was it? Um, Watch the Throne didn't leak. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So... If they don't want anything to get out, that's fine. But, like, any fan that goes and finds the Parkwood logo, the Columbia logo, and comes up with all the stuff. Like I said, I'm just trying to get to the point where someone needs to explain to me how a fan knew that there was a platinum box set coming out. Like, you can talk all this fan-made shit to me all you want to. You can say that that second, whatever, volume two thing is fake. How did they know that this was coming out? And had that never leaked, were you guys going to say shit Monday? Probably not. 
If it was fan made though, I think it. I and mean, you didn't say anything till after the stuff leaked on Amazon. Please, like, come on. Someone was probably on Amazon <laughs> doing a regular search and stumbled across it, and right. But it's like you guys were going to keep this hush hush, but since Amazon blew the spot up, I think it was more Amazon to, than like the actual track list. But to be again, honest. like, so you're talking almost 48 hours passed after this fan made track list and platinum thing, this fantasy leaked. And then 75% of it's true. But box sets really don't really have a lot of pop circumstances behind it. But they knew what was in it. But they knew what was in it. Like, the thing is, Amazon didn't say what was going to be in it. That quote-unquote fan-made, stand-made thing said exactly what was going to be in the actual box. So did you answer me when I asked what you, why you would think that the label would put out something like this or leak it? When Taylor Swift sells... 1.3 1.3 million copies of an album in one week when she's expected to sell less than Beyonce did with her surprise album last year. I think that, you know, that puts a little gas on the fire. To be completely honest, like you, you, if you're going to take a break, you want to take a break on top, top, period. And that's just my personal opinion. I think that there is always going to be a want and need for even those at the top to be and stay relevant. So you're talking about how. How unique or exciting it would be, though, to for anything of Beyonce's to be a surprise anymore? Yeah, but I don't think anything is unique or exciting about a re-release with all oh, these no, no, things. Absolutely. But no, but also re-release is kind of, that's not unusual, especially like during the holidays right. and like during such a big album, her touring. She now has like all these performances and stuff and Taj is clearly over this. <laughs> so that's fine. Wait, you wanted to talk a little bit about Rihanna, but it's been like, it's been two years since it's, the last album. It's weird because with Rihanna, it feels like as if, she has an album out. I guess just her well, presence. because she's always, right. Yeah, it's Because like, she's amazing. You okay. don't have an album, really? <laughs> wow. No, I know. I was thinking of that. Well, I I'm was excited she's back on Instagram. <laughs> I, like, really. Bad gal, Riri. <laughs> I'm excited that. Do you, you follow her? I don't know. The original. <laughs> Why don't you follow Rihanna on, on Instagram? Everyone else does. Oh, well, okay. Do too. No, a contrarian. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I was just like really excited when she resurfaced and it was sort of like, hey, this is what I did on Halloween, ha ha ha. But then it's like, here's my L spread. Maybe I'm releasing music, maybe I'm not, but I'm still hot and looking like a model. And then I'm going to give you Esquire UK. Right. Me, like, she's amazing. She's right. amazing. Well, she is it. working on stuff. She's in the studio with a lot of people. I so can't wait. I feel like that's also perfect timing to get back on Instagram. Right. Um, yeah, she's not slick. Come on. So you're just excited that she's back on to see a good look. And see what she's I mean, doing. I like Rihanna. Just and um, her twerks. I like Rihanna in pop culture. So I feel like when she was kind of quiet and just walking. When was she street, ever quiet? I just feel like the past couple of months, like <laughs> since she left Instagram, it's like you'll see her out. But up until she released Rogue a few weeks ago, it's like I felt like she did Instagram more than she like tweeted. It felt like she did express herself more like on Instagram than on Twitter. So, so her presence. But she's still. I think she was still out here like at events. Yeah, like I mean, there's never been a moment where she's I'm been like, present. Damn, I miss Rihanna because <laughs> like, yeah. it feels like she's still out here yeah well yeah i think she also that i don't give a fuck attitude everyone loves it and so that's like, exactly yeah. why i'm glad she's back um okay so we're gonna talk about migos now because i'm i know that uh Dot's excited about this. oh yes so migos is on the cover of the latest issue of fader yep and in the story one of the co-founders of quality control music which is a label for migos um one of the co-founders pierre thomas goes by p said that Versace wouldn't have blown up, would have blown up even if Drake wasn't on it. And it actually ended up hurting them because Drake's label didn't give them the permission to put it on iTunes, which that last part, I completely understand. That would have done a lot more for them. So I asked, I don't know if that was a good thing or bad thing to ask Twitter if they agreed if Versace would have blown up. Not Migos, Versace specifically would have blown up 
without Drake. And I got like 100 plus replies. People probably unfollowed me because I retweeted all of them. <laughs> um, consensus was no, that they wouldn't have blown up without Drake. Uh, before y'all get into it, I think that regionally it was doing something and Migos was definitely doing something. So I think it would have eventually blown up, especially with the whole movement that's going on in Atlanta right now. But I definitely think that Drake sped that up. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Like we call it the Drake effect, you know. Before Drake got on that record, it was doing its thing. You know, I think regionally, I can't I don't have like numbers on it. I wasn't down south to kind of get a real feel of it. Mm-hmm. But I know once Drake hopped on it, it gave a new life. When DJs played that song, they cut, <laughs> they cut Beagles's. You know, they clip it after Drake's verse. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even. I actually listened to that song yesterday for the first time in like a while. And I was like, damn, like, there's more to it than after Drake? <laughs> and it was just sounding like Versace, Versace, Versace. But that record catapulted them to where they are right now. And, you know, they should send Drake an edible arrangement for that. Aww. You know, thanks. I do think that it's a—I don't understand why Drake wouldn't give them permission to put that up on iTunes, though. I think because maybe it's one of two things. Maybe Drake wanted to prepare, you know, the real look to be nothing was the same. Right. Or maybe, you know, just politics from the label. You know, they didn't want their marquee artists— you know, on some new guys' record. Like, yeah. who the hell are you? Taj, what do you think of the whole... Do you agree that Migos would have blown up or do you not agree without Drake? Um, I love Southern hip-hop. <laughs> Why do you say it so softly um, like that? I love it. It's a very important part of my turn-up. <laughs> I, I just don't want to give Drake too much credit for something that was going to end up being golden anyway. No. Like, I think, I think that... <laughs> I think, yes... Hold on, Vita, hold on. <laughs> I think obviously, you know, his feature, of course, is going to speed things up. But like Bida just said, if you're in the club and you hear it, you're listening to him because DJs are cutting them out. I think that their movement was going to get going regardless because it's catchy. And a whole bunch of other rappers started sort of taking on the da 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 Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's just something that happened. I mean, but Drake is someone that hears a good flow and will take it and quote unquote make it hotter. He did it to Big Sean. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so it's an adaptation thing. But do I think that we should credit the success of that song to him? Maybe that song. No, yeah, I completely agree. That song is what took Migos to one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Really? I mean, let's be honest. But when- I just think that it was going to pop regardless. Because Drake, if I'm not mistaken, was not in the music video. Nah. Right. There so was no. Was there, 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 there was, was a video. There, there, there was a, music video. There's a remix video. And I believe Meek Mill is also in it. And so, but it actually did come out before Nothing Was The Same. It came out in like July. And then the album came out in September. So Yeah, like I think it was going to grow on its own. Like I think that if they couldn't do anything beyond the Drake moment, 
then yes, let's give him a lot of credit. Let's send him that edible arrangement. But Migos doesn't need Drake to push no. forward. Like I think everybody I will, needs Drake. I will say though that as far as Migos, I, I definitely need Drake. Um, <laughs> as far as Migos goes, every song that they put out after that has actually been bigger than Versace than theirs. But I think Versace is the one that charted on Billboard. They all the charted first, on Billboard. no. That, uh, first, that was the first. Yes, the next two did chart and they charted higher than Versace. So. Drake or no Drake? Because Drake the numbers st- don't lie. Yeah, because Drake stepped <laughs> but, in first. <laughs> no, but you would think that if the argument is Drake made it hot, let's say that Versace hit ten, Fight Night hit like twenty, and then what other whatever other single hit thirty. Yes, then it is because of Drake that Versace was such a success. But Drake being on it didn't chart it higher than anything else. So at the end of the no, day, be- did it really matter? Yes, it that- does because Drake gives you the boost. I think that, that that Drake put Migos in front of more eyes. That's the and that's which, the Drake effect. Which, exactly, which also I agree happened with like the weekend. Yes. And not to say Migos had shit way before Versace. People knew about Migos way before Versace and Drake, but I think Drake just kind of put them a little like in uh, in front of eyes that other people were not even like aware of. Absolutely. That's fine. Uh, yeah, we're good. We're- <laughs> but that's but that's what to my point is like the Drake effect. Whenever wait, so you wrote you wrote um, an essay about right. the Drake effect um, on Rap Radar. I believe it was like September. Right, yeah. it was during the McConan yeah. craziness. And I I remember that I think it was your second to last line. You kind of differentiated on whether the cosign actually makes you into a star right. or actually just catapults you into stardom. Absolutely. I think, like I said, it's on Twitter prior to writing the article. It's kind of what sparked. I said Drake is the new record label. The Drake cosign is the new record label. As long as Drake endorses your movement, you're it's probably like a slam dunk or like I said, an easy layup. Because visibility is what's important now. Music is secondary in the music industry. You know, it's kinda of weird, but his endorsement helps you get more visibility and more looks than you could get by yourself. You could take an artist like ASAP Rocky, Kendrick Lamar, Weekend, Party Next Door, McConan, you know, with the Tuesday record. Uh, the list just goes on and on. The Migos. I mean, those artists, where would they be right now if it wasn't for Drake? I don't think they would be where they are right now. So you think that by Did Drake... Did you just list... I'm sorry. You just listed Kendrick Lamar in that? Absolutely. Kendrick... Well, explain. Uh, your Kendrick and your ASAP is different than your Weekend and your... Yeah, Black right. But, and your but Kendrick, so, Kendrick's so first... Those two. But Kendrick's first national exposure, first big look was on Take Care. He had a song dedicated to himself. This is before... <laughs> you know, Good Kid, Mad City was even released. But still, section, Kendrick Lamar was still an underground kind of rapper to the mainstream consciousness. A lot of people don't know who he was until he was on Take Care. That really helped him a lot. Um, I'm not, I can't predict and say, you know, they wouldn't be as successful as they are, but I'm just going on based off what happened. You know, these guys were aligned with Drake. So Drake buzz, aligned with these buzz guys. or no buzz, you think that Drake, once Drake co-signs, it gives everybody it, else kind of like, a, oh, okay, this person's good. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all about visibility. Granted, Drake has artists, you know, that really haven't necessarily popped yet, like P. Rain and uh, O'Brien, Obi, right. um, Majid Jordan. Yeah. You know, they're still kind of like in the developmental stages, but they're on the same tours as Drake. They're on the same stages. You know, I will say they all did have, well, especially Kendrick and ASAP, and even even McConan had their own little movement before Drake came along. I think that you are right when you say that Drake put Drake co-signed them, which probably made other people kind of check them. Look at Tuesday or turn around again. That was Tuesday. out what since February, so it yeah. took Drake to get on the record to be. Come what but, it is but now. I think that also goes with 
not as much as Migos because Migos has more material and their name is more out there. Right. But there's also something happening in Atlanta that is going to eventually have had someone check out McConan because McConan is on a Young Thug song. A thug Damn, song, a how long song. it took. That's what I mean. But what I mean is but I think that it, he kind of sped up the process and also made people look at him again and be like, oh, maybe he does. Like and More I eyeballs on him. But I just think we're like also in a space of instant gratification. Like sometimes you just have to let stuff cook and grow. Like Not in I don't 2014. want like because at the but at the end of the day it's like, okay, Drake jumped on Tuesday. It's not it it bumps in the club, but I don't think he sounds good. Yuck. I'm listen, it's not about like, you know whether the saying? song is good or not. McCodin wouldn't have done a show at a Gramercy Theater headlining show if Drake wasn't on that song. Like, I mean, The Weeknd does headline shows. and The Weeknd did Barclays, but that's to Drake's credit. Drake introduced them into the game. Like, But I think... Visibility is at an all-time high. That I instant get, gratification, that's what's winning I right now. I understand the visibility, but I think that by basically saying, like, it's because of Drake that dot, 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 we are taking away from talent that's there and a fan base that may have been there. Like, we can't say that the person wouldn't have had the same fan base without Drake because we don't know we, but, but I, I say do, that Drake, Drake added a little bit more to that <laughs> but to sell like, out the Barclays Center like that's a big deal do I think that that's because Drake said The weekend's cool no because I've listened to The weekend and it's well, like but, okay but no, Drake said you're cool but it's like chicken no. and the egg you know what I mean like Drake ushered in the weekend weekend you know developed his own style and granted he garnered fans but at the same time Drake is responsible for his success you can't talk about The weekend without talking about Drake Fact. The only one I might have to disagree with you is Kendrick and ASAP, though. But. Yeah. But ASAP, you know, Drake took the tour. I will say tour. that Club Paradise did put some of those artists in front of other people's eyes that Absolutely. wouldn't have not, not otherwise paid that much attention to them. But I think that those two kind of, with how they are now and how little Drake, like Drake was in and out, as far as that's concerned, I feel like they could have, they could have done without. Forget Def Jam. Forget Atlantic Records. Drake. I think there's no, different don't. manners of the of the Drake effect. I just think there's different type of ways there's like catapulting and discovering and then like co-signing because like he could instagram a lyric of dej loaf and that does and that girl already had her song kind of buzzing you know what i mean like it was already coming this bobby Schmurda song so it's it's you know it just depends on the artist that we're talking about as far as drake it's just weird it's we're in a weird time now where it's like a lot of rappers and artists are just kind of like the, the playing field is kind of level we put these artists on a pedestal too soon and we think they're bigger than what they are, but in the real world and in the real life, they're not. So I think, you know, an artist like Drake, who is an, a certified A-lister, <laughs> you know, could take him to. Do you think he should be more careful with his cosigns? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he's just giving away, giving them away I, for free? I mean, hey. <laughs> I guess that. I guess the question is, do you like the people he's cosigning? That I like. I guess yeah, I, I mean, I like some of them. I think the McConan guy needs a lot of work. Yeah, that's code for I think he's whack. <laughs> but... You know, that remains to be seen. I've been wrong before, so we'll see. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, I did want to talk about Kendrick real quick. Um, do, 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 do. We were talking about, you sound like the Peter Rosenberg <laughs> and Ebro interview that they did. That's all they did throughout the interview. Um, Kendrick's, I I don't know if you guys saw the music video. Yes. I, I love it, but I also love the song. Mm-hmm. I don't think I heard you, or I don't think I've read your tweets about Kendrick, do you have you ever said anything about I? I? Said it. I, I don't I think Top Dog and them have sent me like a cease and desist Damn if right. I said anything. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm kind of because you've been you shaded Kendrick in the past or you no, shaded I've, I? No, I've loved Kendrick. I'm I'm partly responsible for Mr. Lamar's success. Oh God! B-Dot. But that's another podcast. <laughs> Did you just pull a Drake? No, he just, he just pulled up B Dot. That's what I, he does. Listen, you, you don't. It's this is true. What B Dot does on Twitter. That's another podcast, but um. <laughs> 
You know, I, I think Kendrick's great. Um, the song I'm kind of on the fence of. It's like I want to hear it in the whole realm of the uh, this is the canon of the album because it might make sense. Like I remember last year, well, two years ago when they put out uh, Backseat Freestyle by itself. It's like what the hell is this? Like, yeah. This is you guys. Like, does it make sense when you hear it in the scope of the album? It makes more sense, you know. Yeah. So, but it's also he when he put out swimming pools. Yeah, and I believe what's now called Compton. It was it was before the album, right. and they were bonus tracks. Yeah. So it's just like maybe this song is not even gonna be a story. I don't True. know. True, it might fit in the canon of the album. I don't know. We don't know. But what about the positivity? I do like message? I like the message of it. Um, it's, I think it's a decent record. I think people are just too caught up. It's classic. It sucks. Sometimes it could be right in between. It's just okay. It's cool. But would you like that much of posit- positivity on on an album? Do yeah. You want- why not? What? You know, some people are all about the turn up. Right now. In the bullshit. Right. Right. That's what's Which funny. is what Kendrick always says also, like, at least in his interview with Hot 97, where it's just like, what are you even saying out here? So, but I'm all, Tasha's ready to go. I mean, I'm clearly all for it. I'm, like I said on Twitter the other day, I'm really happy that Kendrick is out here just fucking with happiness and, like, not getting into this bullshit. But still making sure, I assume, with his songs, making sure that, that he still talks about what is is going on. But Tosh, you're just you're you're waiting. So I've thought impatiently. So when I first heard the song, I got it. Like I think that the message and everything's great, and it's something that I would let my children listen to. But was I playing it on repeat and seeking oh, it out was. all the time? No. And mostly, and I'll say this: the sample overwhelmed me. So because the sample was so prominent, it's, it's like pretty much looped. You're right. But because it's so prominent, I'm grooving to the sample and I want to get into my 70s groove and stuff. I'm missing what's going on. So, like I said, again, I love the concept and everything. It wasn't until the visual, like I'm a visual person, like had that visual sucked, we would have never listened to that song again. I was so stunned. And they had my man, Mr. Big in there. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Like that was, <laughs> he was dancing right in front. But I think that so many videos just suck. Like period. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We haven't, we don't get well-made videos that often. And I'm going to just take Beyonce out of that equation. because She doesn't count here because it's not, that's not fair. <laughs> but I just think that as far as artists really sitting down, conceptualizing things and doing a lot with a little. There's lack of that. Yes. Because the thing about it is the video is not that complicated. There aren't that many shots, not really any special effects, if any at all. It looks but almost periodish. Yeah. Like you feel it. You feel like you're there. It's kind of gritty. It feels great. He's dancing. He's getting his hair twisted. There's somebody with an afro. Like I said, Mr. Big is there with a cane. Like, the visual made the song that much better. I probably watched the video like five times. I haven't listened to the song by itself five times. So for me, I was really, really excited. Um, Just as far as where I think the music's going, I think that we often, in this climate, hold people to these singles. And we're always so scared about what the album's going to reflect. I think the album will be positive, but have I ever felt that Kendrick wasn't positive? And do I think that the song is actually a departure of who he is? No. No, I think it's more livened than other songs, but I highly doubt that there was gonna be there's gonna be an album of all I songs. Like <laughs> I, I don't think that's also no, Kendrick. Not. Like right. Of course not. But I just think that the subject matter and what he said and the people he said is dedicated to, I think that it will fit into a bigger storyline. Right. Yeah. That's, so what, that's I'm, what I'm waiting to That's see. what I'm waiting to see if it fits into like the, the, the theme or the narrative of the album. I like the record. I think it's decent, you know? It's Yeah, the video did the definitely, video is definitely, like it more. definitely really dope. Well done. Yeah. I yeah, like did it you a lot. did you want to talk about anything else? 
Um, Tosh got in Rihanna. The album quick. in stores. Um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you shout out to your album. Thank your family. Hold on. This one thing I do want to say. Uh, Boozy mixtape. I'm here for it. Life after death row. Boozy's back. Atlantic Records dropped the ball on it. They should have put it out as an album. And that's all. Is that good? That's just what I wanted I've to say. I've had time to listen to all of that. I love it. It's. I think it's like twenty something tracks. It's. What? It's kind of daunting, but it doesn't really feel like it. I would have trimmed it a little bit, but overall, it's but a the great mixtape. The man has mixtape. not put out something and like. Yeah, I, I mean, twenty is a lot, but like that doesn't surprise me. I guess is right. what I'm saying. But it's a really good body of work, man. And you know, Boozy's back. I like that. The, like songs were trending when it came out. Yeah, man. There's a lot of bandwagon guys, but you know. Boozy, like, he sounds like badass okay, but part who isn't two. a bandwagon person nowadays? <laughs> with those kind of artists. Is yeah, what I mean. yeah. Like, everyone's a Gucci fan now. Yeah, right? Um, well, I think that's it for, for this episode. I appreciate you guys coming. Thanks through. for having me, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.